Packers offense hums as the green and gold roll to a 43-34 victory over the Vikings. Joining us now from the First Midwest Bank hotline is the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee. Boy, Wayne, you know, you, you wonder sometimes if there'll be some rust or if it'll be a little sloppy, but the offense sure looked good Sunday. Yeah, they, they really did, and it was kind of an extension of what we saw in preseason in the practices. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he came out very, very strong. Um, I thought what was interesting, he ran the offense and, and did all the little dink and dunk stuff that you do in the Kyle Shanahan style of offense, and then took his shots. Uh, and when he did, he had people wide open. So I thought it was a well-crafted uh, game plan by Matt LaFleur and company and, and executed exceptionally well by Aaron Rodgers. Wayne, Aaron has talked throughout uh, you know, the preseason process here of getting ready for the season about looking back at old tape from like 2010 and 2011 and trying to pull things from those seasons in, into his game this year. What, if anything, did you notice yesterday differently about the way Aaron played? Well, it's hard for me, a layman, to, to tell you that Aaron was doing something different uh, these past few years from what he did in 2010. Um, I, I honestly think if you take a hard look at the numbers, you'll find that Aaron Rodgers was the victim of drop passes last year that uh, could have led to a much better season for him statistically. But um, I will say this, from most experts tell me, it probably has to do with fundamentals like footwork, uh, that type of thing. And I saw him uh, much more balanced yesterday than I I have in recent years balanced in terms of, of you know where he was when he was making the throws and when the receivers all really kind of split the load yesterday Devonte adams obviously had a terrific day but the one receiver that jumped out to me and i'm curious your opinion was was marquez valdez scantling getting that big touchdown catch down the right sideline how important was that for a guy that self-admittedly lost some confidence late last season yeah, you know, it had to be huge for him. Um, now, he also had a couple of drops. Yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you what was more significant than that were the two drops and Rodgers coming right back at him and him catching a touchdown pass after that. Uh, I think that did more for his confidence. And uh, the confidence, I, I would have to think, of the play caller, too. Uh, because, you know, again, the, Marquez had a great training camp, guys. He, he was spectacular. Um, he was the best receiver the Packers had in training camp. So um, not, to see it happen on the field uh, where, you know, the only place you can gain confidence really in a pro situation is in the game, and that's what he did, and I hopefully that bodes well for the season because the Packers, if Valdez Scantling as the third receiver performs like he can, um, you know, I'm telling you, Alan Lazard's a fine number two receiver, and Devontae's, you know, a top, uh, top three receiver in the league, so I think the Packers have a good receiving core, and a lot of people outside of Green Bay don't feel that way, but I have all along. All right, so I have to be the guy who focuses on the negative now. The defense giving up 24 points in the fourth quarter. Wayne, is that a concern, do you think? What did you take out of that? Yeah, no, it's a concern, Eric. I mean, good defenses don't do that. I don't care what the score is. Um, and so it's a concern, I would say. But uh, I think Mike Patton will patch things together, and I think they'll uh, probably be a little more um, focused. And, and maybe they lost their focus a little bit. Maybe they, I, I don't know, they lost their edge or something. But I think that's a concern for the Packers. Uh, you know, Minnesota, hey, Dalvin Cook had 50 yards rushing and 12 carries. And people will say, well, they kept him in, in uh in check. Not really. The game situation dictated he wasn't going to get many carries because Vikings were down by double digits most of the day. But it, it is concerning that um, they would allow some of the big plays they did defensively. And I know that that unit will go back and work hard to make sure that doesn't happen against Detroit because they're facing a much better quarterback in Matthew Stafford. 
Wayne, last thing for you this week. What was it like for you yesterday, calling a game from afar with no fans in the stands? Well, you know, we were out in the hallway. We weren't even facing the stadium. We didn't even see the stadium. Uh, we were in a hallway calling that game off two television monitors. And the, um, our people did a great job. They set up one huge 50-some-inch screen with uh, the all-22 uh, camera angle, which I called the game off of for the most part. It was kind of the best look we had of the field. that uh, would be, you know, like we see on Sunday in the press box. And then they had the TV feed on the other one, side, and so you got to watch your replays there. There, but it, it was it was good. It, it was a challenge, and you can't be as detail oriented as you normally would. But um, I, I thought, you know, if, hey, listen, the people that supported us, Scotty Pfeiffer and Craig Schilbauer and those people, they did a great job with us. It was interesting. I saw that you were still using the binoculars, looking at that TV monitor. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, and I had glasses on in, in, in front of the binoculars. So. Well, you get to call a real live football game this Sunday at Lambeau Field. Thanks, man. We'll chat Thanks, again man. later this week. All right. Take care, guys.